You're listening to the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast, where we focus on taking your passion and turning it into your profits. Join us for interviews with business experts, industry influencers, and more. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Next Generation Cheer and Gymnastics Owners Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cotton, and today we are going to be talking about the very important subject of maintaining your joy during this time of year, which is kind of a hard one. Before we get into the episode, make sure you've headed over to Facebook and joined our Cheer and Gymnastics Gym Owners if you are a gym owner, or you've joined our All-Star Cheer Coaches and Owners page if you are a coach and or a coach owner. Uh, if you are looking for our blogs, you can get those at nextgenowners.com. As always, please share this episode with someone who you think would get something out of it, someone who could listen to this, someone who's maybe struggling this time of year and needs to hear how they can reset and maintain their joy right now at such a hard time. So I got to be honest with you. Uh, You guys, I'm smoked. I am absolutely exhausted. I'm, I'm mentally, physically, and emotionally exhausted at this particular moment in time. Uh, I don't think I've really had a, a day off. I have not had an actual full day off um, where I didn't work since before Worlds and probably three to four weeks before that. Like It has just been every single day is a go day. Um, and you would have thought leaving the the law enforcement world, leaving my full-time job, that I would have more time and more freedom. And I do have a little bit more time. I, I get to choose my days a little bit differently, but I'm still constantly busy. Um, and I actually had this conversation uh, this last week, which there's a difference between your life being busy and your life being full. And busy is not necessarily a great thing, and full is a is a great thing. And I would argue, I would say that my life right now is just, it's really busy. And then on top of that, you add in the stress, um, the the extreme excitement of going to a Worlds, an All-Star Worlds, a summit, an end of season event, a pinnacle or something like that. You add in the excitement of that or the excitement of going to a conference and and selling and presenting and doing those things. And those things are all really, really fun. But then you have the lows afterwards where you just feel more exhausted and more down and you have that, it, that cheer hangover after an event or after something big that happens. And then you add in tryouts or evaluations, however it is you do it in your gym. Uh, and the stress that comes with that where you are you know, you're having to tell kids that they aren't the level they think they are or place athletes on a team that you know they're not going to be happy about and you spend the time and the hours thinking about what that parent is going to say to you and how bad that meeting is going to go. And sometimes it comes true and sometimes it doesn't. And then you have end of season where you are saying goodbye to kids you may have coached since they were five years old. And it is sad and it is hard to see these athletes that you raised move on and leave your program. Or maybe you're like me and you have a, a banquet and you, or we call it a banquet, it's not that, an awards ceremony. Uh, and you have a mom unhappy and an athlete unhappy because their athlete didn't get an award. Um, and they're then taking that out on you. And it can be really tiring. It can be really, really hard. And I just want you to know that I'm I'm there with you right now. And even the things I'm going to be telling you are things that I am 
actively working on myself. Now, these things to help you maintain your joy during this time of year are really just strategies to maintain your joy throughout the entirety of the season, but they become even more applicable right now as things can be extremely, extremely stressful. And you can oftentimes feel like you're on an island by yourself as you're making these tryout decisions and you're doing all of these things. So we've got three things we're going to talk about um, that are good strategies for you to maintain your joy. Number one is speaking positive affirmations. Number two is controlling your inputs. And number three is forcing time for positive habits. All right. So speaking positive affirmations. Um, this is a kind of a, a weird one in the the concept of I'm saying to speak them. I think there is value in uh, speaking something into existence. And if you spend time th being thankful or being joyful and speaking those things out loud, it will actually help frame your mindset better. We all have probably been in that situation where we know we should be happy. We know we should be thinking more positively, but we just can't get ourselves out of it. In our mind, we're thinking the counter argument, but by not saying it, we are not actually allowing it to become real. It's now just in the recesses of our minds, which is where many things happily belong. There are lots of thoughts we have throughout our lives that we do not actually go into, speak into the world. We don't make real. That is the difference is when you speak something, it makes it more real than just thinking it. So really speaking those positive affirmations, whether that being saying, I am a great gym owner, or whether that be, I am building the best teams for my gym I can possibly build, or it be, I am a good employer, or it could be, I, I mean, the sky is the limit, but spend some time thinking about what are things that you know are true about yourself, but you often doubt. Uh, you often doubt that you are good enough at this one thing, but you believe that you are. You, If you own a gym or you're coaching cheerleading, you're doing it because you think you bring something to the table and you cannot allow a 15-year-old or a 15-year-old's mom to steal your joy and steal that truth from you. And and I, again, I say I'm not a big believer in the whole my truth thing, but it is oftentimes true. You are a good gym owner. And maybe you're not the best gym owner, but you're a good gym owner. Or you are doing this because you love the kids. Or you are going to be financially successful, but you have to speak those things into existence. So I want you to make sure that you are speaking positive affirmations. Even if you're talking to an empty room, it's okay. Believe it or not, I am sitting here currently speaking to an empty room. You're all listening to me talk to an empty room and imagining you're sitting there and your mind is just being blown by the amazing content I'm putting out there to you. So speak those things into existence. It will make a difference in your mindset. Number two was controlling your inputs. And I think this one is hugely, hugely important, especially right now. Obviously, we all know that there are countless studies that show that social media, although it has a lot of benefits and it has connected us and all those things, it has led to a major increase in depression, anxiety, stress, because we're now 
hearing and seeing people's opinions all the freaking time. And that's not necessarily good for you. On top of, if you're like me, I'm, I'm kind of an analytical person. I like politics a little bit. Like I pay attention. I don't like it, but I pay attention to it. So I'm listening to uh, I'm listening to podcasts. I'm li- listening to news. Uh, I'm on Facebook. I'm reading comments on things like ASGA and uh, art groups. And I'm hearing people's complaints and frustrations and stresses and just like a counselor can have um, kind of bleed over trauma, you can do the same thing to yourself. If you are simply bringing in negativity in every single thing that you consume, it's going to put your mind in a negative mindset. So if you're going on to and I'm going to call a spade a spade right now. If you're going onto Facebook and you're going onto ASGA, I swear 90% of the posts are about how the score sheet is ruining the industry or the age grid is ruining the industry or gyms are closing and they're selling their equipment. Like it just seems very, very negative. And it's really easy to be stressed out by that. Whether you agree with those people's opinions or not, reading it, hearing it, if you don't agree with it, it makes you frustrated and you want to argue with them, but you realize that arguing with someone on Facebook has no real um, benefit. And if you agree with them, then it just kind of bolsters your opinion of, yeah, that's right. I am mad. It gets you fired up again. And that's really not bringing joy into your life. It may make you feel not alone, but it's not bringing joy into your life. Maybe you have friends or staff who are super duper negative all the time. You need to control your inputs. You need to make sure that you are allowing positivity into your life. This is why I'm a big believer in things like if you if you are a religious person, you know, go to church. Uh, have those experiences where you're listening to someone hopefully speak positively about the world. Um, go and, you know, work with kids in a non-stressful environment. You know, experience some joy there. Talk to people who are optimistic. Have people who are going to help you build towards your future rather than be focused on negative aspects that are outside your control. And I think that's another big one in controlling your input is don't allow a bunch of stuff that is outside of your control negatively impact your mental status. And at the end of the day, the score sheet, it's its out of my control. I'm going to give my opinion. I'm going to give you guys some advice and then I'm going to move on. Uh, and the thing, you know, the age grid, it's outside my control. I voted. I did those things. Now it's outside my control. Um, politics, what the president does or my governor does or those things, they're outside my control. So I, I try not to spend too much time perseverating on them because it only takes me to a negative headspace. And this actually was something that I've always been aware of it. And I, I fight the battle just like anyone else. Uh, You know, a long time ago, back in college, I found myself, I, I like to play video games sometimes. And I was playing this one game and I was mad, like so angry because I couldn't beat this level. I'm like yelling. I'm pissed off. I'm ready to throw things. And I just stopped and I went, I'm this angry over a video game, which I'm supposed to be playing for fun. This There's something wrong about this. And so I, I had to change how I approached things like that. 
And then I actually did the same thing uh, after college. Uh, I'm I go to I went to the University of Oregon and obviously I cheered there and I loved the Ducks. Like I grew up, I didn't grow up loving the Ducks, but I was a super fan in college. I just I went all in on the Ducks and really U of O football. And even beyond that, when I was in Iraq, that was really, aside from talking to my wife on the phone, football and U of O football was my one connection back to the States. It really kind of grounded me and I was very, very engrossed in everything U of O football. And when I came back, I was just as committed, if not more so. Like I was the, at that point in time, I was the fan who knew every player by number. I knew what formations they were running. Like I knew the team very, very well. And the problem was, is if they lost, like there was a period of time where like for three or four years, where if they lost, like my Saturday was ruined. Like, don't talk to me. I'm going to be in a horrible mood. It was just not good. And I, I came to the realization on a Saturday after I snapped at my kids, um, and got really mad at them for wanting to play with me that what was going on with me being, you know, living through this football team that was completely out of my control was completely unhealthy. And so I, I stopped caring as much. I don't watch every game. I still care. I'm still a fan, but I just said, you know what? I need to not do that thing. And that was controlling my inputs, not allowing that to like destroy my day or destroy my life. And you need to continue to do that in your social media. You need to continue to do that on, on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok, like on all those things, control your input and make sure that you are bringing positivity into your life. Right. The third one is forcing time for positive habits. And I've talked about this on other episodes before, but is so important to always be thinking about, which is making sure that you carve out the time for positive habits. Those positive habits could be reading. They could be exercising. They could be going fishing. They could be just playing with your kiddos. They could be going for a walk, playing with your dog, uh, cooking. There's so many things out there that can be positive habits. Notice I'm saying positive habits. There are a lot of negative habits that we can get into, right? Playing games actually can't, video games can be a negative habit too, because I can just turn off my brain and play a video game. Um, drinking, negative habit. Um, you know, those kind of things are are not going to bring joy into our life. Now, is it a bad thing to go wine tasting with some friends? Not necessarily, but you want to make sure that you're forcing time for positive habits. And I say force intentionally, not leave time for positive habits or participate when possible, but force time for positive habits. Because as a gym owner, it's very, very easy to allow everything else to take over And you end up building your schedule backwards. This is something that I'm working on right now, which is you you oftentimes build your schedule as a business owner by going, okay, I've got to do this thing. 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 You make the list of all the things you have to do. You put them all in your calendar. And then whatever's left over is the time you have for your positive habits. I'm talking about doing the inverse of that, where you go, I am going to do these things and this is when I'm going to do them. And I'm not going to allow anything to come between that and this. And that is that forcing time for positive habits. It is a complete mindset shift. It's very hard to do, but it is very rewarding in the long run. 
The reality is, is that you can avoid a lot of the, the lack of joy feeling you may be feeling right now if you are proactive in the front end to try and avoid it. It's something that a mentor or a coach can really help you with. Um, I know that I always feel better in terms of like my mental headspace after talking to my coach um, and or one of my mentors and having them help me reframe things I am doing or I'm experiencing and, you know, get into a better headspace. And I, this is one of the things that I have done better at is forcing time for those things to happen. And these aren't all business coaches. You know, I, I have a business coach, uh, next gen has one that we work with, uh, and we talk to him. I have a, um, a spiritual coach who is a friend of mine that I, I worked with. He was actually my first field training officer. Um, and we meet every other week and we, we talk about life. We talk about things that are going on. We talk about how to be a better father, a better husband. Um, we talk about the Bible because I, I am a Christian. I am a man of faith and I'm, I'm not afraid to say that you don't have to be. It's not, it's not the be all end all, um, in terms of whether or not you're doing things right. It just, it, it is how I grew up. I grew up as a Catholic and I am not a Catholic anymore. I'm a recovering Catholic, but having that in my life is so important. And I've had to force that because that is like the first thing I will throw away is like, oh, well, you know, I got practice. I can't go to church or I can't talk about God um, because you know what? In my world, he's always there. So um, that is something that I've had to, I've had to battle and I have those mentors and I talk to them. So Finding those people in your life, whether it be a next-gen coach or it be another gym owner or it be someone who can mentor and, and encourage you can make such a huge difference. I feel like it is a often neglected topic to discuss gym owners' mental and emotional health. And it is one of those situations where it's oftentimes not one specific thing that makes life feel overwhelming or a struggle, but it is often more often than not a death by a thousand cuts situation where we never address some of the things that have happened and we just keep cutting and it, it's another cut and another cut and another negative email and another thing and another thing and another thing. And it can really build up quickly. So if you're not being diligent with your mindset and diligent with how you're going to maintain your joy, especially at a time of year that is really stressful, like the tryout evaluation team placement process, it's going to get neglected and then you're going to find yourself exhausted before the season has even begun. And this is why I think people burn out and, and leave the industry and that cheats us out of really talented and amazing individuals. So leaving this episode, if you are overwhelmed, number one, I want you to reach out. I want you to reach out, shoot me an email, shoot me a Facebook message. I'm here for you. Even if you just want someone to listen and vent to and say, yeah, I understand where you're coming from. Number two, start each day right now with a journal exercise where you write down 10 things that you are thankful for. Now, then with no one around, read each one of those 10 things aloud and maybe do it a couple times times. Read those things that you wrote down that are positive and read them aloud. There is there is reality and we wrote it down. We took it from our brain. We, we wrote it and then we spoke it and we made it more real at that point in time. Set limits for yourself on how much you're on social media, especially 
in those areas where people are negative. Now, maybe you go to social media to find uh, a great uh, resource of positivity. Maybe you use apps and you use your phone for meditation. Um, those things can be great. So just set limits on those areas that tend to be negative. And then lastly, look at your calendar and force it to contain those positive moments, those positive habits. Make yourself put in five hours this next week that are blocked 100% for positive habits and you can't touch them. Don't allow it. If you can do five and that's super easy, then try 10, right? Expand on that. Force yourself to have those positive habits, those positive recharge moments. Maybe you can put them all in one day. Maybe they're spread out throughout the week, but make sure you have them and you protect them ferociously to make sure that you're able to engage in those positive habits that make you happy. All right, everyone, as we leave this podcast, as always, I want to encourage you to check out the Let's Talk Cheer podcast with Jason Larkins. Absolutely great stuff. Phenomenal, phenomenal podcast. He's talking all about tryouts and everything right now. He is just spitting constant fire. Great stuff that you can be sharing with your parents as well. If you like this episode and you feel you know an owner or a coach would get something out of it, please share it with them. And as always, take care of yourself and we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, click the link in our description.